Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Flyover Show. My name is Joe Wheel. It is live Monday, December 12th. We are live watching Monday Night Football Patriots Cardinals. We have NFL Week 14 to react to. Broncos, Texans, and Bears were all eliminated. The Eagles clinched a playoff berth. Some teams barely escaped against bad teams. Some teams, presumably good teams, whooped by bad teams. Army beat Navy. The overhit on their 123rd meeting. There was never a doubt in anyone's mind. Uh, we're going to talk about the Vikings potentially being frauds. Um, potentially. Looks like Reminder Stevenson might be down, Scott. That's not good. So, Scott, well, Boston Patriots fan, we are watching this live. If you're listening to this on the podcast later, obviously you're going to get Scott's live, live unfiltered reaction to the New England Patriots. Uh, he's going to be dialed in. But, yes, uh, first off, how was your weekend, Scott? Uh, it was really good. Got to watch a lot of football. A lot of football, a lot of fights. Terrence Crawford fights. gets a big win. I guess yeah. I don't know if it's big. I think a lot of boxing people might not say it's big. I don't know much about boxing. Um, Yeah, yeah. When, so... I don't know enough about the middle weights of boxing or the uh -huh. lower weights of boxing to know any other names that he might potentially fight. Right. He's too small for like a huge name, like a triple G or Canelo. Yeah. Who's that guy? He's Errol Spence. Is that the yeah. one that he's been like, there was a bunch of drama because they had a fight booked. Right. What about uh, Ryan Garcia? Ryan Garcia. Mm -hmm. That'd be huge. I think that would be a massive step up for Garcia. I don't think he's fought. Um, at that level, I think he's still fighting, you know, bums at this point. You no, know, no, no, he's taking some steps up. He just beat he? tank. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Incredibly handsome, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incredibly talented. Uh, oh, Nugan Patriots just intercepted. That's Shoot. tough. So double important by me today. I need the Cardinals defense to not score 20 points so I can make the uh, fantasy football playoffs. 20, yeah, fantasy points. But Mac Jones is intercepted. Kyler Murray's okay, already out. You can't do that type of team celebration. The Cardinals just picked him off. Everyone runs into posed. the end zone and does photo poses. It's the first quarter. You got to get a touchdown. Ooh. That, that might go as a, is that going to go as a fumble? I guess that might get overturned. Ooh. Does it hit the arm looks like it's coming forward. No. Oh, I guess it wouldn't well, matter. Why would it? Yeah, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as we watch the conclusion of the NFL Week 14, we're going to go over and talk about uh, the Week 14 that has been. Um, and there were some really, really good games. There's some divisional battles. Like I said, Chiefs, uh, Cowboys, both win. Both probably not their favorite games ever. Actually, not a lot of people talking about that Chiefs game. I thought a lot more people were going to be talking about that. But I guess, you know, all things considered. Um, but the game of the day, without a doubt, in my mind, was the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. Um, this was an absolute banger. And this was kind of an ass kicking. I know they ended up being within one score. Um, really felt like the Lions took it to the Vikings. Now, a lot of people were confused. Um, aghast maybe when they saw that the Lions, the five win Lions, were five favored over the 10 win Vikings. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are the only 10 plus win team in the league with a negative point differential. The next lowest is Kansas City. Kansas City is plus 83. Detroit I, think, Lions, I think I read somewhere they're the first 10, like 10 and 3 team in NFL history to have a, a negative point differential. That's hard to do. I'm pretty sure. We can look this up. Don't the Jaguars a lot of this, have a positive point differential? They might. A lot of this is coming from, and we're definitely going to be talking about the Jags later. Um, a lot of this comes from uh, the ass whooping that the Cowboys put on the Vikings. Um, but Vikings, every win, I believe, has been by one score. Maybe one hasn't. Um, but Lions being favored, I think they opened as five point favorite. Ended up closing at like one or two. Yeah, more reasonable. Two, yeah, two point favorites. We we talked about it on the last show. We said rat oh, line. Yeah. Uh, we, we've been pretty good at identifying those. You have. I have not. Um, Vegas Vegas knew that the uh, Vikings were frauds before we all did. They knew the Lions were not a bad team before we all did. There have been people saying like Vikings are frauds for a while. And then I think it was there was a crazy amount of action on the Vikings because, mm -hmm. you know, Vikings, um, a 10 win team, wins. dogs. Could clinch the division with that win. Which they will. They will. They're yeah. going to get one more win. They have to lose out. And right. God, the Vikings theoretically could win that division. They started one in six. They are five and one since only loss coming to that heartbreaker against the Bills, which they, which they easily could have won. Um, Lions put it all on the table. They put their nutsack on the Vikings foreheads. Jamison Williams, J-Mo 
had his first catch in the National Football League, a 41-yard bomb, wide open. Lions dropped a fake punt. They, I mean, they threw the kitchen sink at him. It seemed like everything was working. Uh, Penne Sewell caught, is the left tackle, right tackle? Left tackle. Left tackle caught a pass for a first down to ice the game. He got yeah. up. That, does that does that complicate? Do you remember a couple of years ago when they were um, when they were talking about which was going to be drafted? Because this was the uh, this was the draft with the five quarterbacks, right? And so it was like, who do they pick? Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell? Mm-hmm. Protect Joe Burrow or give him another weapon? Does Panay Sewell, being this elite level receiver, complicate that debate? And then yeah, there was that meme of Joe Burrow in the pocket, Penne Sewell blocking for him, and then it was like Penne throwing to Penne Sewell. We now know yeah. Penne Sewell is an elite receiver. He got tackled, and he gets up and he just fucking punches the defender in the face, walks away, no problem, no flag. He's wasn't as bad as Jerry scary. Judy. Jerry Judy hit. Did you see Jerry Judy hit a ref? I did. What's <laughs> gonna happen with that? Did they announce any fines today? I, know, I didn't check in on that. Like, it depends on the refing crew, but you touch a ref at all, right? Instant penalty. Right. Now, sometimes if it's like, you know, Tom Brady puts his hand on a ref, they're not going to throw a flag. You know, it's Tom Brady. But he like, he shouldered. That was an intentional, mm-hmm. like, fuck you, and dropped his shoulder into him. Um, but he's he's definitely getting something. You cannot. That might be the craziest interaction I've seen with a ref in a long, long time because they're so strict on it. Um, okay, right here. Oh, I actually had this already. There, go me. <clears throat> Since 2000, there have been 103 NFL teams with 10 plus wins through 14 weeks among those 103 there've been only one with a negative point differential the 2022 Minnesota Vikings. So we've got the Cowboys, uh the Chiefs, the Eagles, Vikings and I'm missing one other team. All right? That might be it. 3 4 what? What? 10 what win teams. Criterion? 10 or, win teams right 10 now. Win teams? Yeah, Eagles, yeah. Cowboys, Vikings. In the Chiefs. NFC? No, just total um, Chiefs. I don't know. Regardless. Uh, well, all right. I've got it pulled up for us. Okay. Uh, Eagles, Cowboys, mm-hmm. NFC Beast, Niners at nine, Vikings, uh, Bucks are leading their division at six wins, six and seven. Uh, the Bills have reached 10 wins. The Bills and Chiefs. Bills, duh. Yeah. Yes. So the lowest, the second lowest point differential is the Chiefs at like plus 83. Mm-hmm. And then the Vikings are minus one in point differential. Now, we've seen this a little bit with the Giants. Right, like the Giants started out. Um, let me see if I have this here. The Giants started out six and one, are now have then gone seven five and one. Um, seems like that building. I, I wouldn't say it's on fire because not a lot was expected of them this year. Um, but it, at some point, when they were six and one, it was hard to see them not making the playoffs. Now it's going to be. Uh, seems like it's almost going to take a miracle to get the Giants into the playoffs, Scott. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of what we said. Like, I mean, we didn't think they would miss the playoffs. But I remember even back, you know, in the early parts of the season, we're like, eventually they're going to run out of gas and it's going to not be good, right? They're just, uh, it's a roster that's bereft of weapons. Not a good word, right? Nice. Um, yeah. They, and, you know, how good is Daniel Jones really? Brian Dable is a really good coach. How good is Daniel Jones? How far well, can Daniel Jones... An injured Saquon Barkley, no receivers, uh, tight ends who most people wouldn't recognize. Oh, they've got receivers. They're <laughs> making up the entire payroll of that team. Um, That's true. What is it, like $60 million for Sterling Shepard? something ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was, and this isn't like a shot at Saquon at all. It's hard to stay healthy when you're getting as many carries as he's getting. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, that did end up happening where, you know, and I don't, I don't think it's a major injury. Hopefully not. Hopefully he's okay. Um but I mean, that's just going to happen. There's something some about okay, kickers when they wear. So we're, we're switching back to talking about the game. Kickers when they wear like these like color rush style uniforms, uh-huh. juxtaposed against the other players on the field. Let's go. Dude. They look like they're wearing like Christmas pajamas. Are you talking about the Patriots game right now? Yeah, yeah. Look at the Arizona kicker. Look at Matt Prater and tell me he doesn't look like a child wearing like his Christmas PJs. Well, it is the holidays, so good for Matt Prater. Uh, We will be going over our Christmas movie. We're going to be having a Christmas movie draft. Oh, yeah. Um, That's going to be a banger. I have, I got a sleeper. It's also, it's going to be a draft, so it's not just straight up picks. So, like, I might pick my favorite, I think my favorite one, honestly, genuinely, I might pick in, like, the fourth, fifth round. Because you don't think I'm going to pick it? No chance. Yeah, I think I'm doing the same strat. Okay, yeah, Yeah, good. So there's some strategy in this. 
Um, so you are you fully on board? The Vikings are f- total frauds. And also, are the Lions just like a really good team? No, no, the Lions aren't good. The Lions are not good. The Lions are decent. They're flashy. They've got the Lions have a very explosive offense. Mm-hmm. That's only going to get more explosive as Jared Goff and Jameson Williams get their timing a little bit better. When he scored that touchdown, he did a full victory lap around the stadium. He took his helmet off and literally just in the first quarter is sprinting around the stadium, high five and everything, uh, shaking, shaking babies, kissing hands. They've got they've got tons of weapons, yeah, and tons of young weapons too. So this team, this team is the defense is still suspect. Yeah. So it's gotten better, gotten better. Deal draft for the Lions next year. Draft a quarterback in the first round that you can put put in. You know, you can wait a couple weeks. Jared Goff yes. can win you some games. Let's talk about be out of playoff yeah. contention by week eight. Draft an offensive lineman somewhere in the second or third. The rest of your draft go with defensive pieces. You need depth. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of guys in the secondary. Get faster at the linebacker spots, and then that's a playoff team. So this is my thought. So Jared Goff is playing very good football right now. Yeah, he's playing very well. Sure. A quarterback in the NFL is so important. Like, if you do not have the guy at quarterback, you're probably not winning a Super Bowl. You need at least a good quarterback. I think Jared Goff is probably in that good territory right now. But even if you're going to keep Jared Goff, I still think you take a first rounder. Like, hypothetically, and this might be very dumb of me, but I think if you have two top picks in the draft and you're coming up in a loaded quarterback draft and quarterbacks are so hard to get, I don't think it's insane to take two quarterbacks. In the first round, like I think you need to totally sell That's out. That's very interesting. Well, just think about what that does to the locker room, though. I locker think room, maybe. I'd be totally on board the strategy of like taking a quarterback like that every year, but two in the same draft. That's that's you're getting you're getting crazy there. Because part of it is the economics of like how many reps can you give these guys at practice necessary yeah. to develop them, that's right? True. So that's why I don't love. It, like if you're gonna have a guy in front of them that they can learn from, then don't have that guy expect to play that year because you're just not getting you're getting so much so many fewer reps than a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's coming in and is going to be the starter from day one and mm-hmm. he's going to get all the first team reps, all the coaches' attention. I mean, you could do what the Patriots do take a first rounder, and then next year you take like a six rounder, yeah, and now you got some controversy. Uh, I will say. Well, you're so, definitely going to get positive. What, what, what sort of like if you were to trade Bailey Zappi right now, mm-hmm. what sort of return on investment could you get? You would probably get. I think you get better than what you could you get a second round pick before. for Bailey Zappi? One single second. I think you get a third. What what was he drafted as fifth? He was fourth. Fourth. I think they could flip him for a third. Um, I th- I think you could even go higher. I think you go to higher, or you rock with Bailey Zappi and you trade Mac. <clears throat> well, yeah. I think you um, get more for Mac than you could. With I would like to point out the Vikings. Kirk Cousins passed for 425 yards, was 31 of 41, two touchdowns, we'll no interceptions. Justin Jefferson had 223 yards in this game. Uh, Dalvin oh. Cook, 15 carries for 23 yards, had a fumble, had a touchdown. Dalvin Cook seems like one of those guys. It's like, man, he's been he's been so good. It just the way the NFL works where running backs don't have that amount of longevity that Dalvin Cook, the wheels are going to fall off. He's been very healthy this season. Like he's been extraordinarily like healthy. The MO, right. Um, he seems like a guy where we're just like waiting for it to happen, but continually every single year, he's incredibly productive. Yeah. Like one of the most productive running backs in the NFL. What's up? Um, I, was I was just doing some, some I was talking, some I, was, I, had to, I had to talk with our producer really quick. Doing some um, decent. Yeah. I mean, this Detroit, this is a young, talented team that the Detroit Lions have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really happy for the Lions. I'm really happy for Dan Campbell. Um, I never really felt like the Vikings were going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think that they're necessarily frauds. I think they're a very good team. Um, I think, you know, there's only, what, four weeks left in the season. These would be very telling for a lot of teams. Um, if a team starts playing really well, you know, feel a lot better about them right now. The Patriots, if for anybody watching, the Patriots have run three Z screens in a row. <laughs> they just keep throwing, literally just throwing uh, screens to Nelson Aguilar. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Devonta Parker is also hurt. Shoot. Yeah. The Patriots have so many like C plus receivers. Yeah, ish. That like what's can- gonna what's gonna happen with the Patriots this year? Like, are they this year? Are they gonna? Would Bill ever turn over no. general manager duty to somebody else? Because he's kind of GM. Not he's obviously the greatest coach of all time. He had a good draft this past year. Did he? Zappy in the fourth. That's a pretty good pick. Yeah. With the, his past couple drafts, he he had some stinkers prior to that. But mm-hmm. I would say Mac is the fifth quarterback in that draft was probably a good pick. I sure. would say Ramondre Stevenson's been a really good pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of his picks on defense have been really really good. Um, Marcus Jones, who he got in the third round, has been electric. Tyquan Thornton has been injured. When he's been on the field, he's been electric. They've had some more success recently with with some of their guys. Especially, I mean, what they do with secondary draft picks is insane. Yeah. Belichick might be the greatest drafter or like scout of of secondary talent of all time. He just knows how to use guys, yeah, right? Because right. guys will come in. They'll leave and go, and then who knows what happens. They'll win defensive player of the year. He says, get out of here. Go get paid by somebody else. We don't want you. And then they go, and they are never as good as they were in New England. That's clearly, that's, I mean, that's where Bill Belichick is really, 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 you know, yeah. that's where you show he's the go. But Jonathan, so Jonathan Jones and Marcus Jones this year have two of the highest rated PFF grades for, for coverage cornerbacks in the mm-hmm. whole league. And those are, that's, you know, a rookie and a sophomore. Mm-hmm. guys who were not first round draft picks so usually you've got those like premier can't miss guys like Patrick Sertan and Sauce Gardner who you know are really good really talented so have good dude the body type to fit the mold uh, but Belichick keeps finding these guys every single draft he'll find somebody that's like all of a sudden a pro bowler yeah. so I don't think he's not gonna I mean that's just the way he's gonna operate he's not gonna give it up I don't yeah. think he should give it up I think he should Hire a new offensive coordinator. I think this team is an offensive coordinator away, or Tom Brady away, mm-hmm. from legitimately competing in the AFC. So that's the other thing. Is and that also a Nelson Aguilar salary off the books, which will happen this offseason. Bill Belichick. That's that's the really questionable part is his coaching or his uh, management of coaches because no one thought Matt Patricia was going to work. No, no, there was like no hope. And so it's been like, so they're they're between the twenties is not that bad, but third down they're the worst in the league. Red zone they're tied for the worst in the league. Yeah, and that's you know where coordinators make their bucks. And that's really all that matters, right? Like that's where that's why you pay a quarterback. That's why you have a good offense. Mac Jones dropping back, slinging one. Who's that? Who caught it? Is Thor- that Jacoby Thornton? Yeah. Oh, Tyquan Thornton, the Baylor kid. He's skinny, super skinny. Matt Rule guy. Uh, Matt Rule guy, yeah, Taekwon Thornton. They, yeah. He was the uh, he ran a ten two in track, God and he was also the four hundred winner out of the state of Florida. He was the like the set the record for four hundred time in the state of Florida. Jesus, that's fast. Came fast out of Baylor. State. Came out of Baylor. Ran a four two eight. Have drafted him. He is fast. That's what like you just watch him. Is he a rookie? Keep eyes on him. He is a rookie. Ooh, who was that? Damian Harris. That was an angry run right there. That is Damian. That was beautiful. Cole Strange out blocking for him. Yep. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady was whooped in San Francisco. Only a that second time ever playing ridiculous. in San Francisco, which was insane to how me. How does that work? I don't know how that works. Did they, um, they? So theoretically, every eight years, if he was a Patriots quarterback all the time, then because like. You play. Maybe he missed a year with the ACL. With the ACL, then maybe, maybe there's a suspension during the um, you know, Deflate Gate. I would maybe. assume, but that does kind of happen where you only play a team once every. Right. One. We, uh, you play, yeah, you play. You'll play the NFC teams once every four years. He has been playing for forty-five years, so you would think it would happen at some point. But there's a lot to make, lot this, to be made. It's like year twenty-three. Yeah, he's been in the NFL longer than like he's not been in the NFL. He is longer, been in the league longer than Brock Purdy's been alive. Um, and Brock Purdy was the highest-rated quarterback this weekend. Actually, it might have been Trevor Lawrence. You just missed another angle oh, run. Touchdown, New England. Here we go. Who is that? Jeez, I'm sure that sounds good. Harris? Damian yeah. Harris, yeah. Free agent year for Damian. Hell yeah. He's been banged up a little bit. But yeah, he runs angry. The Patriots love those um, hard-nosed running backs. Is that Stevenson? Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, Brock Purdy... Played a hell of a game. I mean, he's surrounded by a lot of weapons. Christian McCaffrey, 
Um, you know, Debo Samuel, who is hurt. Um, I have, he is, he has an MCL sprain and an ankle sprain. Oh, MCL on top of it? I thought he just sprained his ankle. He is expected to return at some point during the regular season. Uh, Brock Purdy had a PFF rating ranking of 134. Um, <laughs> Didn't absolutely light it up in terms of numbers. 185, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, that kind is of crazy. Out Brady, Brady. Brady, one touchdown, two picks. Uh, nothing well, looks like it's working in Tampa Bay. The Dolphins, I mean, yeah, Todd Bowles isn't really like a rally the troops kind of guy. Mm-mm. Sometimes it appears dead on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they've all kind of quit. Not that anyone's mad at anybody. I mean, the Bucks sort of knew what they were getting. They got a, Tom, a reluctant Tom Brady who wanted to retire to get out of his contract, hoping they'd honor it so he would go elsewhere. Tom came back and he was pissed, and so they made him fire Bruce Arians. So <laughs> neither side is getting what they want. The whole team is old because the organization paid a ton of money to guys who are on that Super Bowl team, keepies that Super Bowl team. But the the NFL is a younger and faster league, not like an older and there was no league. There was no question what the Buccaneers were doing. They were trying to win a Super Bowl now, and they did. And they did. They great great success. But looks like uh, like there's never at any point this season have I like thought to myself, can't count out Brady, can't count out Brady. I get it, but this team at no point has shown life. You can count so it out. The, I will say the um, I know they're done because when that. Uh, 40, when those 49ers players came up to him after the game and gave him the, the ball that they picked off to sign. You're my favorite player, man. And he signed it. That was unbelievable. That tweet Tom is checked out. That tweet he, popped up on my quiet, phone. He's quiet quitting on the season. And it the just, whole Bucks team is quiet quitting. That tweet, when it popped up on my phone, I saw the first half, and I have alerts on for Ari Mirov, get all the good info. Um, it just said that he was asked to sign a ball that was intercepted. I presume the video was him telling them to go fuck off. Like, I literally thought, because that's what you think of when you think of Tom Brady. Like, right. hey, can you sign this ball? I intercepted. Right. I love you, man. I've been watching you forever. Obviously, he was pissed in that video. Obviously yeah, pissed. Yeah. I but would love no... to see someone go show that video to um, Tyron Matthew and get his thoughts on it. Why? Well, because of the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl? <laughs> Tom, like how much fire Tom had in that first year of Tampa versus what he has motherfucking now. each other. He is. I mean, this feels so much worse than even his last year in New England. When yeah, it was clear that he was leaving. He. I mean, he's gonna play he wasn't, football again. He's not retiring. This is not how Tom Brady ends his career. He's going Tom Brady else in New England out the season. He's, in New England, he was still practicing at least. He wasn't skipping stuff. He's not. Yeah, leaving to go to the to an owner of another team's wedding. That's such a fuck you to them. That it's hilarious. Insane. This Niners team, I mean, I've I've you said get, it before. You I'll get s- what you deserve the, to the Bucks, right? You rented a guy. He doesn't care about you or your fans or your organization. He still loves the Patriots. Super Bowl. Yeah, he loves the Massholes. I think he loves Robert Kraft. He loves Robert Kraft. And I think he respects Bill. Oh, without a doubt, he respects Bill. I don't know if he's going to go to the New England Patriots. I would say that if I if like gun to my head, I'd say 49ers. And that would be a nightmare. So the Niners, obviously they have Brock Purdy. Um, who, yes. you know, we'll see. Okay. Whoa, wait, okay. we'll see. Okay. All the, all let me talk. Guys. Let me talk. Shut up. So, well, here's my point. They have Jimmy G who can be a starter. They yes. still want to see what they have with Trey Lance. And now they also have Brock Purdy. That's what I'm saying. So... Obviously, Tom Brady's still the GOAT. He is going to be 46 next year. How much is a team willing to give up? Because we keep saying it, and we keep being wrong. We're constantly wrong about Tom Brady falling off a cliff. He cannot play till he's 65. Like, there is going to be a time. Right. He has not looked great this year. I'm sure he's still great. I mean, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Yeah, I think. Um, I don't. It's still very confusing why he's been so bad this year because it still has a ton of talent. He still has Mike See, Evans, I, Chris I, Godwin. We can look up his numbers. I don't think his numbers are necessarily bad. Mm, I mean, I test. He's that team sucks. Like he's had a couple game winning drives at the end of games. Those are bad teams. Um, so they beat the Cowboys week one, scored nineteen points. Beat the Saints, scored twenty. Lost to the Packers, scored twelve. Scored thirty one against the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs were boat racing him, so they're kind of must score every. I mean, he's on pace for like sixty-six percent completion for forty-two hundred yards. That's like sort of 
on pace to some of his New England years. Yeah, I mean, he's not... 17 touchdowns, five picks. He's not playing, like, dog shit. And he's still able to win games at the end. I would say, yeah, he's still a top 16 quarterback. Yes, yes. I think it's just like like what you said. He doesn't seem like he's got much juice to him. Like, he just doesn't... It's, he, he looks totally he checked, checked out, out on this he's season. He's checked out. That's yeah. the word. He, he has... Yeah. It's... Um, wheels wheels down put your luggage away like he's he's ready to leave he is um he's got four weeks left of tampa i'll just put it that way yeah he's ready to go he's, he's back in his bags <laughs> um all right he's calling land he's calling his what does he he owns us in florida he's he'll keep that he likes to golf. he'll keep that from florida i was gonna say he's gonna he's start rich. shopping but the fit with the 49ers would be so good that's exactly what they need. Every quarterback in the league wants to be a 49er. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so, would obviously, you, Brock... You, if you were the 49ers, would you cut bait on Trey Lance? Sorry, I keep... <laughs> no, you're good. I was going to transition to something else. Let me hear it. Would you cut bait on Trey Lance? To I get don't know. Rate? And also, who do you feel better about at this point, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, we know nothing about Trey Lance. We absolutely know nothing. He, he, did, he barely played in college. Barely he played barely in college. Played in the NFL. Got hurt. It's like it's we don't even have anything to go on in the international. Like he's played a game or two. He played that one full game this year where it was raining like crazy week one against the Bears. Yeah. Like you can't really take much from that game. It's his first start. Like my start. Like we've got nothing to go on with him. And now Jimmy G could return next year. We'll see what happens with him. Um, maybe Tom Brady does steal his job. Brock Purdy looked like a guy. Uh, I mean, anyone who plays for the Niners probably gonna look like a guy. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence also looked like a fucking guy yesterday. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars beat the shit out of the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. And this is Derrick Henry is the Jags destroyer. And that's exactly what was going on early. He had 119 yards in the first half touchdown. He had like three yards in the second half fumbled twice. One of them, they direct snapped it to him, which I don't love. But Trevor Lawrence was balling out three touchdowns, 368 yards. This would be a good stat to keep, just slightly off topic for future references, like fumbles, but like fumbles in carry. You know what I mean? Like fumbles that resulted from like a tackle where you were actually carrying the ball or a fumble that was like a bad snap. Yeah. That, or like a muff punt. You know what I mean? Like, Those don't those happen a lot. Different yeah. stats, right? Yeah, I guess. It's not, uh, it looks like James Conner's hurt. Jesus Christ, everybody's getting hurt James, in this game. Yeah, wild. Look how cool Cliff looks. He does he needs sunglasses? His beard he looks need, pretty good. He does. He needs those uh, Mike McDaniel's sunglasses. The aviators. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. I just bought a couple of couple, couple pairs of sunglasses. I got some aviators, and then I got they're not the uh, pit vipers, but they're kind of that shape. So my eyes, my field of vision is fully covered. Uh, and they're it's really nice to wear those. I feel like I can look at anything. Um, but. Back on topic. Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they destroyed the Titans. The Titans started out really strong. Um, This was like the most money thing in football was Derrick Henry destroying the Jags and was playing well for a while. Destroying the AFC South in general. But specifically the Jags. I mean, Titans win this game. They've pretty much won the division. Now, they're still probably going to, but they would have eight wins. Um, Let me looky-looky right here. So the AFC South... Tennessee seven and six, Jags five and eight, Indianapolis four eight and one, Houston obviously one eleven and one, almost beat the Cowboys, uh, their best game of the year for sure. But the Titans win the division with that game, presumably. But now, I mean, technically Jacksonville can win that thing. Yeah, they're all, they're what two games back? What's well, three? Three. But, three. Well, two. No, you're right. Yeah, two. two. And they have a draw with them. Yep. Because I think uh, Texans already beat them once. The Titans beat him I mean, once. I, I think I looked it up today too. The uh, so I've got the playoff machine open on five thirty eight. Here we go. Jaguars remaining schedule. Ooh, it's 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 not great. Uh, Dallas in Duval. Ooh. At the Jets. Okay. At Houston, so that's probably a win. So just tell me, loss, win, loss. Okay. So win. Dallas at home. Loss. At the Jets. Mm, they might be able to pull that one out. Okay. Houston at home, that's a win. 
And we've got Tennessee then. Oh, so not a draw, not a driver. They've only played them once. So that'll be huge. Okay. So do they beat Tennessee? Oh, that'd be, that would be sweet if that what was on the line. That would be incredible. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Titans. Is Mike Rabel going to Ohio win. State? So if they finish, basically they have a 50% chance to make the playoffs at 8-9. and nine. That would be it. That, their, their best record is 9-8. and eight, which, So that's even, even then it's a long shot. I mean, this this Jaguars team right now looks like the team we all thought they could be when Doug Peterson came in. We assumed sure. it was going to take some time for Trevor yep. Lawrence. Obviously, he was a tire fire last year. Yep. But he's really coming along. Doug, I mean, Doug he lo- Peterson teams always finish well. He does look like Jar Jar Binks. Um, Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, does. oh, yeah. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ari Mebrov. Uh, Who? Saying Kalamori. Who? Kyle. <laughs> Ori Morov with Curler Murray. Kyler Murray uh, seen sobbing in the car on the way to the tunnel. Oh, boy. Yeah. One contact injury in the third play of the game. It did not. Not expected back. Rule out for the remainder of the game. It did not look good. I will say that. All right, so we got, That's what, not, got the Cardinals. I don't, I don't feel good about that. That's Cardinals in the red zone. You said this is going to be a high-scoring game. You still feel, it's, I mean, it's three to seven, so it's not crazy high-scoring yet. Um but Colt McCoy's looked pretty good in this offense. Throwing one deep, out of bounds. Oh no! <laughs> Holy shit! Caught it out of bounds. That was unbelievable. God, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. is insane. Man, he can really suck in those balls. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's still might have the best catch rate in the NFL. Ah, uh, yeah, foot's out. For the catch. Golly, he can catch a football. Quadruple coverage. That is insane. That guy's a cheat code. He's not young either. No. Steroid boy. Who beat him? Who beat them a couple weeks ago? Was it the Vikings? The Cardinals? Yeah, somebody beat the Cardinals. Four wins. Well, somebody beat the Cardinals and said, like, yeah, I do not respect DeAndre Hopkins. That's steroid boy right there. Man, I don't know. I I miss that. I miss that sort of Anyway, but Bill looks pissed. Well, right. we're on our way to a high scoring game. All right. <clears throat> so, got yeah. Deshaun Watson scored his first touchdown in over 700 days in a game where they still got their absolute ass kicked by the Cincinnati Bengals. They're Joe done, Burrow, right? they're they're done. We can cross the the, the Browns off. Yeah, Joe Burrow finally makes uh, breaks his curse, beats the Browns for the first time in a 10 to 23 dominant win. Gets a flea flicker touchdown, which is always sweet. But, I mean, that Bengals team, they get where well, they had, what, T. Higgins got hurt, Tyler Boyd got hurt, still got Jamar Chase. Is he good? You tell me. Um, I mean, the Bengals, it looks like the Bengals are going to win that division. They're only half a game behind Baltimore. Baltimore's got serious injury questions at quarterback. Um, are 9-4, and four, but haven't looked necessarily like the best team in football lately. Um, but, I mean, I think you are higher on Deshaun Watson's uh, potential future than I am. I'm not really yeah. sure that Deshaun Watson is going to be good. I mean, he he wasn't practicing with the team, right? This is basically like preseason week two for him. And everyone else is in midseason form. It, it's just an impossible ask for him to be... You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to know. We'll maybe see glimpses of it by the end of the year. You need, like, at least a he month. He had a couple plays. He had a couple plays. At least a month. Before you know what he's going to look like. So are they going to bench him or are they going to let him play out the year? Because they're not making the playoffs. Play out the year. You got to get him reps. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're done. They're done. They are paying him $250 million guaranteed. So you do not want that guy getting injured. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, you don't want him getting injured. But you you have. I mean, he hasn't played football in two years. Two years. Get as much football under his belt as possible and build for next year. Yeah. And obviously all Deshaun's fault. Um, but I really do think that they wish they traded Kareem Hunt. Yeah. he's going to walk for nothing. Oh, is he walking? He's a free agent. Oh, my God. What the hell were they doing? They should have got rid of him. Thought they could still contend. Oh. They weren't even utilizing him that much. That was a misestimation right there. No. That was a fuck up. Um, I mean, this Bengals team looks like they're rounding uniform big time. That team looks very good. They have so many weapons. They're so explosive. Um I think they I mean that defense is good. Yep. Defense can play. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt's finally playing. Shout out Play, to him. Also, really well. 
he is playing very well. Uh, probably shouldn't be bragging about getting dunked on, though. He was kind of posting on Instagram his story of Patrick Mahomes dunking on him for a touchdown. It's like, look at me, guys. Probably not the best look, but whatever. He just he does love the socials. He does love any, the socials. Any moment that'll get clicks, he's in for it. He's I do like his social too. content creator. Yeah, he's great. Celebrate. He will be on TV. He is electric. Yeah, he's awesome. Cam Juice. Um, he. What was I going to say? Uh, like, is this? Are we? We finally come around. Zach Taylor's a good coach. Is he gonna? I think so. Every single year they start slow, and it's like, oh, Zach fuck Taylor. this guy, yeah, get him get out. Him he out sucks. Yeah. Zach Taylor's a good coach. They changed up their offense significantly after week five, and it's they've just been like hot ever since. Mac Jones with a seed on third and thirteen. Okay, oh, nice to who? Uh, the guy we were just talking about. That is Baylor. so. The thing about Mac. And I'm sorry, a lot of Patriots content that you probably don't want to listen to, but we're watching it. Well, I've been doing with that for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He can make every throw. Well, who can't? Justin Fields. Well, yeah. I'm going to take a shot at them. I just got a little from the play. Jalen Hurts. Ooh. Jalen Hurts leading the Zach MVP. Can make every throw. Oh, Zach Wilson sucks. He's terrible. Bill Belichick took his soul. He, he really did. That's a dick move. He really did. He Bill Belichick like Bill Belichick feeds. He gets his life force is just on ruining young Jets quarterbacks' careers. He's he's sucking the life force out of something. Like something keeps him going that other humans do not have access to. Have you seen his girlfriend? No. I thought he was married. No. Really? Divorce. And of course. now he has a girlfriend. Good for Tim. Good for him. him Look her up. Then Uh, you'll understand. I'm looking up someone else. I am very happy that he, because he, it seems like he could not have any friends or relationships outside of football. Like that seems like a real possibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm glad for him that that's not the case. All right. Uh, Over this weekend, Caleb Williams wins the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Not very surprising. Seemed like everyone knew that was going to happen. But I think. The major takeaway for everyone is that Lincoln Riley has now had, what, three quarterbacks win the Heisman Trophy in, like, six years? Lincoln Riley, Baker Mayfield, um, Scotty, help me out here. Who am I forgetting? Baker, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, obviously. We have never, ever seen... close with Jalen Hurts, too. Yeah. We have never seen anyone do what he is doing with quarterbacks. No, not at the college level. No, it's insane. He he is gonna. I mean, he's he's approaching. I mean, he's not even forty years old. Um, maybe the greatest play caller in college football history. Maybe the greatest offensive mind in college football history. And like, how much is left in front of him career wise? Like twenty five years. His first minimum. year at USC. First year, almost make the playoffs. Right. Just lost to Utah twice. Utah's a lot more physical now. There's probably some questions about them. What's so funny? Nothing. Bill Belichick. I just, I it just puts a smile on my face to see Bill very happy. Yeah, that's why I was laughing. Um, she seems awesome. She seems really nice. Um, but I mean, Lincoln Riley's probably gonna have to pay more attention to his defenses. I think when they transition to the Big Ten, and uh, yep. Um, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Bill being happy. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, the knock on Lincoln Riley has been, you know, he can't finish the big games. Right. The defenses and big games. Now, they'd have to play against Joe Burrow and the LSU in 2019 in the playoffs when they got absolutely slaughtered. But, I mean, you watch that Utah game, and you do kind of wonder how that team is going to perform in the Big Ten in the coming years. I think. Oh, that's- that, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You still have got another two years for him to adjust, and then they'll adjust once he gets there. What? Is it two years? I thought it was just one. They're not going next. Oh, one. Yeah, two like calendar years, I suppose. One more season. months. Yeah. Um, was his first year with the team, so right. a lot of time to improve still. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, they're they've USC's always been a recruiting machine, but they're gonna have premier quarterback. I mean. USC's quarterback is going to be in the Heisman race. Or, you know, probably a finalist for the Heisman like four out of five years, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not it's not hard to convince a guy to go to the University of Southern California yeah. when your quarter or your coach is winning a Heisman Trophy with your quarterback pretty much every year. Like the one. Yeah. How many starting quarterbacks has he had that haven't made it to New York? Like it's none, right? Rattler. Rattler, you're right. I think Rattler was the only one. Rattler he got benched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went South Carolina. Who knows with him? Is he transferring? Again, I think he might. There's people can transfer. People can transfer way more. It's it's, it's the wild west. The transfer thing is just so insane. It's also sad, like because you know a lot of these players going into the transfer portal are not going to come out the other side mm-hmm. on a team. Um, and I mean, in some ways, I'm very happy because it's good for players, but it's also very bad for players when they can't, you know, make a team. Which is certainly going to happen. Yeah, I th- it, there's some like ridiculous percentage of people who enter the transfer portal and never play again. But that also does account for like NAIA, D3, D2. Um, but it's uh, one thing I think it has done. And I think this is probably for a slight good towards college football is it has taken a little bit of an emphasis off of high school recruiting. I think high school recruiting, the importance put in the way like these like 18 year olds were treated and thought of was probably a little bit overblown. And this is sort of a market correction towards towards oh, away from that, right? So this might fix high school recruiting a little bit. How so? So you're just putting so many, so much stock and resources into getting these 17-year-olds. Yeah. In football, of any sport, is the hardest to project success at the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're having to grit. put so many resources into these like very risky prospects, whereas the transfer portal has this like mediating effect on how important recruiting high school is, right? Because mm. you can always plug those holes. And then on top of that, you can always get those guys off of your roster mm. also. Yeah. If they're if you missed on a recruit and they have to go so and they in they're like they're not they're no longer taking up a roster spot for four years you can get them to transfer elsewhere. It's an incredible time. This is the biggest. I mean, has there ever been anything close to this time in college football? Anything even remotely new with NIL transfer portal, all this oh, man, no, conference no, realignment? No. Nothing even close, right? Nothing even close. What a time to be alive! It's awesome. It's awesome for us. Uh, I think a lot of great stuff's going on for the players. Hopefully we take care of some of the players that aren't, you know, superstars that maybe think, you know, their shit don't stink. They're trying to transfer somewhere. And, you know, we don't want guys getting, you know, chewed up and spit out of the system. But, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, Scott, what do you think about the uh, Dallas Cowboys barely beating the Houston Texans? Um, I think when the Dallas Cowboys don't play very well, Mike McCarthy looks really fat. I think he looks good. I think he lost some weight. He's kind of got like a, you know, bulkier, girthier build. Like he's not. I'm just saying he looks dumb <laughs> when they're not doing well. It's just the way it, you know. I will say this was, so this was not Dak Prescott's best game. Shout out to, I mean, he's presided over the first consecutive 10 win seasons by the Cowboys since the 90s. Since Jason Garrett? No. Since. Well, also since Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett had a ten-win no, season, didn't he? Didn't he? Have consecutive. Oh, he didn't consecutive. Right, right, right. Um, which Jason Garrett might go to? What was that? Did you see that report? Jason Garrett might be going back to college. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did hear that. I did hear that as like the OC somewhere. No, I think he'd be head coach. I I don't think Jason he would go as an OC back to college. I think he's going Stanford. Oh, Ivy League? Oh, no, Wait, they hired somebody sense. else. They hired somebody else, but he was a finalist. Interesting. It's interesting. Good for him. He's pretty good on TV, actually. He is really good on TV. I was surprised, because remember when, like, the first game of the season, he wouldn't stop smiling, creeping everybody out? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> He that. would not stop smiling. Like, he was smiling Let like this the, the entire time. Okay, we're going to take a five-minute break. i got to take a little break, too. Okay, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Uh... We're going to close it out here. We still have a couple topics to talk about. We're going to talk about Paddy the Body uh, and UFC, the UFC 282 that was. uh, And then we're going to rank our Christmas movies, which I'm super fucking pumped about. Draft. We're drafting Christmas movies. Very different. Oh, hold on. New Bill Belichick graphic just dropped. Hell yeah. I love these Monday Night Football graphics. Mm -hmm. They're so dumb. I love them. It looks terrible. It's cheers. Yeah. It's like hard to... Oh, it's cheers. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Um... All right, so I didn't watch I'm a Normie. 
with UFC, you're a lot more of an in-depth fan than I am. Yeah. Didn't watch the whole event. Really just watched the co-main and the main, sure. which was a mistake. It seemed like I missed an absolute banger of a card and then watched... Yeah. I didn't even watch the main event, which, thank God. But that co-main, you know... It wasn't like the main event was that boring. Okay. Um, it just, by, like, the fourth round, neither guy had intent to win. Both were just trying to survive. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the... the um, the main event, the interim title fight, ended in a draw. Dana essentially stripped both fighters, said neither of them are fighting for a championship. And this was for a vacant belt. Yes. Yeah. Then, in effect, also stripped Anthony Smith of his shot to earn a shot at the belt by uh, promoting Jamal Hill to fighting Glover Teixeira. Which Anthony was going to fight Jamal yes. Hill. Yeah. And Anthony learned that live on air in the booth, in well, the broadcast booth, which is an interesting video if you want to go watch it. I should. I'm a huge Anthony Smith fan. Me too. He deserves he deserves a fight. I mean Anthony Anthony versus Glover is a rematch. I mean Glover did like mess him up pretty bad. That was a bizarre fight, yeah. It was a it, or, uh, like, Anthony Smith started the first like round and a half was beating the fuck out of him and then yes, quickly his, changed. Broke his orbital, started losing teeth. It was like that was sweet. Seriously like a like a nightmare. Dog for Anthony Which he Smith. does they were um Berniers. what do you call? Yeah, Vernier, so they're easier to um uh, the, let's try to think. What else happened? Uh, Patty Pimblett loses the fight. According most to accounts, pr- pretty uh, much everyone. I think people only found one media outlet that were gonna that was gonna give him the the decision before I saw it was that read too. off by the judges. Uh, and we're talking like seventy four out of seventy five. Um, most people had it twenty nine twenty eight. James Gordon. Several places had it thirty twenty seven. James Gordon. And the thing is with these three round fights, I mean. That might sound like it was close. However, the two rounds that James Gordon won were not close. In the second round, which Patty Pimblett, you know, won, I do think he won, uh, was close. So the most competitive round was the one that Patty won. And then it seemed like James sort of dominated the other two rounds. Uh, but the UFC, you know, this is the bad luck. The UFC, who is undergoing some gambling investigations. Oh, yeah. Uh, were banned in Canada? Banned, yes. The banned bedding? in two different provinces in Canada. Banned, starting to get banned in several states in the United States. Um, other states banning fights where that are feature fighters from certain gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, not good from the UFC. That's how they make a lot of their money. That's how they make a lot of their viewership is the gambling market. Um, yeah, having an outcome where your guy, right, your exalted prospect. The next, you know, the coming, of, next coming of Conor McGregor, yeah. It, it wins a, a an incredibly controversial decision. Incredibly. Co- Every judge scored it for, and I, I, I'm i dumb. I have no idea how to score a fight. I never really even try at this point because um, I'm so bad at it. But before it was read, every single MMA thing, person, entity that I follow had it at worst 29-28 for uh, not Patty. Like that was pretty much unanimous. I don't think I've ever seen people this pissed about a decision ever. Yeah. Well, part of it was the week leading up. So Patty has lost a lot of his shine. Um, part of it's his association with Dana. Um, he is sort of being pushed incredibly hard and people are sort of figuring out. So like, yeah, we said the next Conor McGregor supposed to be the next Conor McGregor. Guess how old Patty Pimblett is. 28 yeah he's 28 years old not oh that's not that old in mma let me tell you let me tell you let me throw you some other athletes who are 28 years old okay here we go todd Gurley. <laughs> okay running back is very different from... melvin gordon okay okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameis winston <laughs> james winston james winston is only 28 yeah i thought james winston was like 33 no Holy so, shit. Seems like he was at Florida State forever ago. We're talking guys in other sports whose careers are sunsetting. <laughs> and, and you had people like Conor McGregor. When Conor McGregor was 28, he had secured the double belt. Jameis Winston is a year older than Patrick Mahomes. Holy shit. That just blew my he mind. He did come out after his third year of college. Yeah, he came um, out a lot sooner. And Pat was like 23. But anyway. Yeah, by the time Conor McGregor was 28, and Patty has more fights than Conor had by this age. More professional fights. Yeah. This is his 23rd professional fight. This is not a prospect. He's unranked, and he's in the second toughest division in the sport. He's never going to beat a ranked fighter. Ooh. Ever. Ever. 
and they're not going to put him up against one either. Well, with that scoring, he might he might win the yeah, belt with that no, kind of scoring. There's you could run me through that. Every top fifteen fighter right now finishes him quickly. He has not even his last his win before that didn't he's look been great. Fighting cans and it's looked unimpressive. So he's also he's you know kind of partnered with Meatball Molly. Uh, right. Who got absolutely same, boat same raced. manager. So Cage Warriors sort of is acting like a minor leagues. Cage Warriors does have a uh, uh, some sort of deal with the UFC where when the UFC signs fighters from Cage Warriors, Cage Warriors gets paid for it. Mm-hmm. So Cage Warriors is basically the minor leagues for the UFC right now. And they all kind of share. Everyone in Cage Warriors sort of has the same promotion, if that makes sense. They've all got the same management. Okay. That makes that's I mean that's good for the UFC. They do need some sort of farm league or something like that. Right. And, uh, but it does lead to some level of corruption, if that makes sense. Or you know, it doesn't look good right now. Yeah. And then on top of that, Patty leading into this week trashes one of the best sports personalities, Ariel Harwani, and trashes him in a way that's like the nose nose, dude. Unreal! Like he's calling him a rat. He's calling him a maggot. He's he might be the nicest guy in all of this piece of shit. Right? Ari or uh, Ariel might be like the nicest guy on the planet too. Right? And he's every time anyone comes after him, he dumpsters them. Yes. And he does it in the nicest way possible too. He's just like, what are you talking about? And he's got the receipts. He's got the receipts. He's got the receipts. And so Ariel, like Gary V, in a seventy-five minute video, dismantled Dana partially. Because obviously everything, you know, if you don't know anything about Dana and Ariel's relationship, you can it's go a back. Fun watch. It yeah. is a fun watch. Um, so Dana, Dana hates Ariel, but that was covered. So he he mostly went in on Patty and Patty's management, mm-hmm. and for for seventy five minutes, and it's almost a much watch must watch for the whole time. He's got a great show. That's a four hour show. Yeah, is that daily that he has at MMA? No. Or is it no. Monday, Wednesday, Friday? I think so. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, he's a busy He's also on BT. He's also on The Ringer. Yeah. And he, he was, was doing Showtime for a while, wasn't he, too? Because I think he was doing the Paul fights on Showtime. Yes. Yeah, he'll get hired, contracted out for certain stuff. But also, just won his 13th straight MMA journalist of the year. Shout out, Art. Yeah. But so, Patty, who was like this, like, you know, Liverpool guy, working man. Scalza. Scouser. Uh, has lost his shine with the fan base and is in the comments battling, claiming that he does not care what other people think about him and then yet has is spending what seems like hours in the comments of Instagram arguing with people on this topic. And it all stems from Patty wanting to get paid for an interview with Ariel and Ariel saying no. Yeah. Wild stuff. Just ridiculous. He was, he was like... I don't know. The UFC needs to change some stuff. I don't like that they don't promote their fighters. I don't like a lot of the stuff that they've been doing. It feels like they've just been kind of flat-footed with... Because I think these other organizations are gaining ground on them. Yes, yes. PFL is gaining a ton of ground. PFL is fun to watch. Bellator's got some serious, legit It's also easier to watch their stuff. Like, it's hard to watch the UFC. It's easy to watch PFL. I Honestly, I'm rooting for the PFL. Me too. I mean, the UFC made some, like... I still can't get over that they cut Yoel Romero. I understand that he lost three, four straight, whatever. Could have won any of those. All of those fights, right. We're Could have won all. Like, this is fucking, like, he was fighting for the belt. Like, he's. He was cut because he embarrassed the UFC. Yeah, it's working out great. They would never embarrass themselves. Right. Well, right. sucks. I mean, he is the most interesting. You know, of any of the major sports, which I do consider UFC a major sport, Dana is the most interesting president or league operator. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, you'd never see Roger Goodell doing some of the stuff that Dana does, and I think that adds to the UFC. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah this is a terrible look for the UFC. Yeah. It's a terrible look for Patty. Um, and I, I really hope, I hope they put him against the top 15 fighter, and he just gets cleaned out. Because he needs humbled hardcore. It would be good for him. Be good for probably a lot of people. Um, all right, Scotty. It's that time of the year. It's Christmas time is upon us. You got a nice uh, Christmas wiser right there. Um, so I texted you yesterday. I said, uh, you know, big day today. We're going to be uh, drafting our Christmas movies. So we're going to go ahead and we're not just picking. We're drafting our Christmas movies, which is very different. 
because you can have some sleepers. Um, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, let's go ahead. You want heads or tails, Scott? Uh, give me tails. Never fails. Tails. Okay, I'm doing this bottle cap. Bottom of the Bud Light cap is tails. Heads. Oh, Bud Light. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, you got it. Got. It. All right. With my first pick, I will be going Home Alone 2. Oh, Lost in New York? Yeah. You almost sold my first one. That's very interesting because I'm going Home Alone 1. Oh, okay. Good choice. That is a solid Good choice. choice. I, I think was, I was going to pull them off one too if you didn't do it. I, 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 you love sequels. I do. Terminator you 2, love Home Alone 2. No, I actually did not know what I was going to pick coming. I, I have my movies. I wasn't sure what order I was going to do. I was just going right. to go off feel. Um, I can't, so you're yeah. you're a big one over two guy? I think it's the classic. I do think it's a little bit better. Home Alone 2 is good. It would have been my second off the board. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just like nothing puts you in the holiday spirit like like uh, a child it's in their bed committing like common Jerry acts on some borderline homeless guys. <laughs> What are they, the Sticky Finger Bandits? The sticky Finger Bandits. That movie, those movies are so good. It is, it is awesome. It is the best, it's the best Christmas movie. The second one is a lot more like ridiculous, uh, over the top stuff, but it's like a kid's dream. Like he's getting giant pizzas, mm -hmm. he's going to all these stores. Um, okay, so your official first pick. Are we doing Snake Draft? Yeah, let's do Snake. Snake Draft. Okay, yeah, that so seems I get fair. the second choice? Yeah. Okay. Or I get the third pick. Round two, pick one. With the third pick of the Nightmare Christmas movie draft. Before Christmas. Interesting. Okay. I had that on my list, but I was going to put that as a later pick. Um, that was kind of a later one. I'm more... I still think it's a Christmas movie. Much more of a Halloween movie for me. Um, I think... Yeah, I actually... I think it works for both, but... For sure. You're... I, I can definitely see where you're coming from. That it feels more like a Halloween movie. Yeah. that's That's how I have it. Um, obviously I'm not going to judge you at all, you know, mm -hmm. although I do think it fits in the category. Okay. And I think is the third best Christmas movie out there right now. Okay. With the fourth pick of the flyover show, 2022 Christmas movie draft, I will be taking how the Grinch stole Christmas, Jim Carrey one. Oh, you can have that one. You don't like it. I hate that. Freak movie. you out. It does freak me out. Yeah. There's a couple scenes that really I can't get over. Oh, I, I know which one you're talking about. The pudding? No, the one where he's got the hood on and the mask and he's like up in the ceiling. Oh, not even that, that one. one scares the fuck out of me, actually. Uh, So, no, the 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 scene where they're like, for, I hate pudding. <laughs> and I mean, this movie came out in like 2000, so it was three years old. Mm -hmm. They're like force feeding him goops. Is this when he's a kid? Yes. Oh. And I like every time I've I've you know, there's not that many Christmas movies, so you, you mm -hmm. watch these movies quite a bit. Oh yeah. Every time I see that, I, I seriously get like a visceral reaction. Like I want to throw up. Oh. Yeah. It, it it I'm not gonna lie. It does creep me out a little bit, but it's just a lot of this Christmas. A lot of what makes a Christmas movie is just feel. Like it doesn't even. I wouldn't even say. It doesn't even necessarily have to like be categorized as a Christmas movie. It's just like if it becomes a Christmas movie, uh, like culturally. Okay, so I have Home Alone two, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Not feeling great about where I took that movie. Um, you have Home Alone one and Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Scott, with the uh, fifth overall pick, what are you taking? Oh wait, no, it's me again. It's, you. it's me again. Uh, with the fifth overall pick, yes. Ooh. Elf. Elf's Elf. still on the board. Okay, I feel good where I'm at. Elf's a classic. I did classic. did kind of watch it. Uh, I was home for Thanksgiving. My sister wanted to watch it uh, then, so we did. Not really sure why I watched it before Thanksgiving. Kind of ruined it. Mm -hmm. um, but all-time classic. Almost 20 years old, which, you know, kind of surprising. But it's just too classic. Very quotable movie. Very quotable movie. Probably Will Ferrell's best. Will Ferrell's movies as of late, not been his best. I watched I that new one as well. His new one that just came out. His best is Anchorman. Anchorman's really good. My favorite's the other guys. The other guys. <laughs> it's also really good. Maybe the most. I did not realize how many people hadn't seen it. That's maybe 
like top five favorite comedy movies. All right, Scott. I've got. Hmm. I feel like I need a more classic Christmas movie with this. So I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. You're a big Charlie Brown guy. Yes. Charlie Brown Christmas. What's, is that the one where they have do all the singing and stuff on the stage? Yeah. Okay. I got it confused with the uh, Halloween one. That's so I had Home Alone at Nightmare Before Christmas. I needed something that was actually like feel good Christmas yeah. feel on mine. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I haven't really been shoring up my. Uh... So I get to go again? Yeah. So I've got um, two left that I really want to hit. And I'm going to get another really good feel good Christmas movie. One of the best movies ever made. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, thank God. Okay. You weren't going to pick it? No. There's. I would be absolutely floored if you picked one of the two I have left. Okay. But I feel we'll amazing see. about him. So it's a wonderful life. Is that the one that's in black and white and then yes. he like dies? Okay. I need to rewatch that. Yeah, those. he like he says he like basically like shouts to the heavens his intention to commit suicide and is gonna throw himself off a bridge and a guardian angel comes down and he gets to like see what his community was like if he was never born. So it's it's kind of a retelling of the Dickens story, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that spirited movie with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Do not watch it. It's really bad. Um, okay. It's really bad. To? Yeah, do not. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a. I mean, that's an all-time classic. All right, Joe. You got a couple back-to-back classics. Your last right. two picks. Number four. Got to go with the big man. Actually, both my last two both have big man. I'm going Jingle All the Way. Okay. The Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. I actually have not seen this one a lot. Uh, I think I just saw it in full for the first time last year. I absolutely loved it. You know, uh-huh. I'm a big Arnold guy. Uh-huh. Checked every box. Classic. What do you think about that? I think you had a reaction to it. I've never seen it. you never seen it? Never seen Dude, it. Dude, instant classic. Absolutely awesome. Got a good present for his kid. Goes all over the place. Classic Arnold moments. Classic Arnold quotes. Can't beat it. That's Christmas, baby. Okay, am I number five? Yep. Here we go. This is This is probably my favorite pick. And it's going to be controversial. I'm going to warn you. My number five overall pick in the 2022 Flyover Show Christmas movie draft, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Put it oh, down. Oh, I didn't even consider that. That's a good choice. Solid choice. So it is a little similar to Die Hard. I was going to say, you could have chosen Die Hard. I like Paul Blart better. It's. I didn't even realize it was a Christmas movie. I do like Die Hard, too. I had Die Hard on my list. I have Die Hard on my list. Um, I'm going to take it. We'll see. Paul Blart's such a fucking good movie. And it is it Christmas. Really actually is. The heist takes place uh, Christmas Eve. Can't beat it. I haven't seen the second one. Never watch it because it looks horrendous. It is, it is PG. It is PG. It's die PG hard. Die Hard. Yeah. It is PG Die Hard. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right, Scott, close us out. What do you got? Home Alone. Number mm-hmm. four Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. It's Wonderful Life. Got so we got three children's movies. Maybe one in between or two in between. Well, they're Christmas movies. They're all kind of right. They're all going to be. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, there's that uh, Seth Rogen one with Anthony oh, Mackie, Night, Night Before, Before or whatever. That one's pretty good. That one is pretty good. Um, I've got a couple on here. I want to hit a category. Yeah, well, list them off. I can't take any from you. I'm done. Right. So here's what I'm. There's there's these like older claymation hmm. Christmas movies that oh. I really enjoy actually. Rudolph. Rudolph. Jack Frost. Santa Claus is coming to town. Damn. I didn't think of that. But I think the best one is Rudolph. So I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Red Nose Reindeer. The Claymation one. The uh, monster in that movie, The Abominable Snowman, is legit scary. Really? Yeah, yes. In the Rudolph one? Yes. You don't like him? I like him. It's great. It's like, but it's it's a good movie villain. They somehow made it horrifying for me as a child. He's a scary motherfucker. Got it. Okay. Uh, the, if I didn't have, like, Die Hard was going to be. Die Hard was Die Hard's the first one off the list for me. If what? I feel like if I had six picks. Hmm. Hard would have been next. Okay, so my next out were... That was all of them. All of mine were picked, actually, except for Die Hard. Mm. Um, I did have... I mean, I had a few more. I actually kind of struggled to think of that many that I really liked. Uh, a shout-out to The Christmas Chronicles. If you want to watch that on Netflix, with Kurt Russell, Santa Claus. Those are new ones. They're actually pretty damn good. Hey, you know what I'm really glad you didn't pick? Huh? The Christmas Story. That's the which one is that? I get You'll that. Shoot movie. your eye out, kid. Oh, that movie stinks. That movie stinks. That movie oh, I hate that movie. Sucks. Oh my god. It's they just like remade it. 
it's just like creepy it's it like depresses me it's so depressing but like i will give it this for the amount of like there might be no more successful like pound for pound movie in terms of like how bad it is versus how culturally relevant it is they play it on one channel all day tbs yeah 24 hours all day that movie sucks you're right that's a good point it is very quotable everyone knows shoot your eye out the leg thing yeah Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out my tongue is stuck everybody knows all those moments how afraid of you were how how afraid were you of cold poles as a kid because of that movie uh never really i was always like if i was that kid i just would deal with having like a cut on my tongue no I would just pull my tongue off. I would never stand. I like. I literally have had that thought as a kid. I was like, I would just like you could cut my tongue off before I stand there like a like a dork. Is that there's no way young people like that movie, right? Like that has to be just older people. I've never met anyone like our age that likes that movie. I think it's like Gen X really likes that movie. Yeah, which one's Gen X? Gen X is pre millennial, post baby boomer. Okay, so pretty old. Yeah, like like my parents. Okay. That's a good. Okay, let's re- let's read it off one more time. Okay, Joe Joe's list: Home Alone Two, Lost Boom. in New York, Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Boom, Elf, Boom, Jingle All the Way, Paul Blart Mall Cop. That's cash. That's sure. Money. All of your movies come within like a five year period. I think you're like really living between like ninety nine and two thousand six. Hell so yeah. Was not not Home Alone. Well, Home Alone was like early nineties, wasn't it? Home Alone Two was like late nineties. Um. My list, I've got Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas, Charlie Brown's Christmas Special, It's a Wonderful Life, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Those are classics. I did I did try to go with a couple classics. Yeah, respect, I didn't really go classics. classics. Yeah, because it's kind of, when it comes to holiday season, you have to just right. kind of pick a few movies. You can't watch all of them. Um, I love a draft, Scott. Thank you. The people will decide. We'll put out a poll on YouTube. Um Probably not a lot of people who vote on that will see this video because polls are pushed to a lot more people than uh, actually watch videos. Some outside influence. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of outside influence. So we can't do any editorial work on them. Um, But I think I got that in the bag. All right, we will continue to watch Monday Night Football. Scott's Patriots will uh, keep soldiering on in the second half down in Arizona. Yeah, I do want to give a shout-out to Mike Leach, somebody who obviously, like, I mean, anybody who really enjoys college football, Mike Leach is the the heart and soul of college football. He epitomizes college football. Yep. Mike Leach has had an amazing career, an amazing life. He has a really good book, Swing Your Sword. Uh, go read it if you get the chance. He's awesome. He's an absolute legend. We hope, uh, you know, prayers up for his family and him. Um, you know, what more can you say? The guy's awesome. The guy's an mm-hmm. absolute legend. Uh, on and off the field. Um, he's incredible. So we're thinking about coach. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was no. Yeah. We're good. We're We're thinking about coach. We love you coach. Um, we love you. We appreciate you listening. Go ahead. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Smack that bell. Ring that bell. Um, not like my taco bell, which just had a bunch of people arrested, but just like a regular bell. All right. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.